Welcome to Drag Nabbit, a new podcast about all things drag, whether it's drag race, dragula, drag queens, or life just being a drag. We are here to kiki, serve tea, learn the children, and give hot takes on drag artistry and drag history. And on today's episode, we're going to take just the tiniest little break from our weekly coverage of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race Coronavirus Edition, and instead have a sit down with our drag sister. Sister, Alia Martinez. Alia is not just your average drag queen. In addition to regular gigs in NYC and New Jersey, Alia is a multiple pageant title holder, most recently reigning as Miss Gay United States 2018. But what's a hashtag booked and blessed girl to do when a global pandemic shuts everything down? Now, while I personally may be missing out on the opportunity to call out the terrible color grading on the RuPaul's Drag Race very special COVID special that made everyone's teeth yellow and their lips orange. Uh Yikes. Portia did get us one better. Um, We are going to be chatting with Aaliyah about her online show, Viva Aaliyah, birthed during quarantine, and how she and other drag artists are managing to make it through a time when so many live venues just aren't open. Please give a warm drag nabbit welcome to Aaliyah Martinez. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having Uh, me. Yes. I'm so excited to drink some tea, spill some tea, and then make another pot. And stir it up, girl. Pour out the cheese, May Mama. (laughs) Just like last week, we were here to serve the kiki and here for the tea. (laughs) And learn the tea or whatever it is. (laughs) And learn the tea and serve the children and tea the children. (laughs) Girl, but in the meantime, in between time, I'm Portia Control. And I'm Syzygy. And this is Drag Nabbit. Now, this is mind-boggling, but by the time this episode is out into the world, we will be approaching the one-year anniversary of the lockdown, the most performing venues and bars, and, you know, the beginning of quarantine here in New York City. So, as a resident of Brooklyn, where the... Girl, let also just on the side. Yesterday, Alert. after I got after I got my shot, my life alert's going off. Yesterday, after I got my shot, and I was heading back, my friend who came with me because I got us both uh, uh, thingamabobs uh, appointments. She looks out the window and she was like, "Is that is that an Uber ambulance? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> what? Look Stop it, it up. It's Ambo Ambo Ambivance or Amble Vance or something like that. Anyway, it's a disruptor in the, in the ambulance industry. Stop it. Because who knew we needed one? Well, okay, apparently, because your insurance still charges you $7,000 for an ambulance. Anyway, That's true. sorry about that. <clears throat> Aside. So now that it's gone, <clears throat> Aaliyah, can you take us back to where you were when the world shut down? Yeah, so I was probably passed out on a floor somewhere with a shot of tequila in one hand and a vodka tonic <laughs> in the other. Mm. Um, no, this waiting for that everyone. Uber ambulance. Waiting, yeah, waiting for the Uber ambulance. <laughs> waiting for the app Got to it. just add that extra sector on. Take you away. <laughs> she wanted the black Excel. <laughs> uh, as I usually do. <clears throat> No, oh. I, I was actually in Missouri right when we got the notice. Uh, I was touring as a wow. former national title holder does, um, and judging pageants. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was, I was touring the country like a, like a good Christian woman does and 
talking about mm-hmm. the gospel of Christ. We love that. I mean, what are we, if not women of the Lord, who are just here to spread his seed all over First the land? First and foremost. First and foremost. Now, at that time, there wasn't a lot known about how long we would potentially be shut down. If you remember... Um, you know, I think that you and I were planning to collaborate on a pageant in April or May of 2020. But as the weeks went on, we all realized that we needed to make some really tough calls. So what was your thought process when you started to see all of the places shut down and all of the gigs start to dry up? I kind of had the same thought I think everybody did, which was like, we're going to be back in three or four weeks. This is going to be fine. And all three of us were actually collaborating on that pageant. Syzygy mm-hmm. was helping me with the venue. You were going to come mm-hmm. help chat it up with the kids. And uh, yeah. it was it was really crazy. I I lost quite a few gigs, just like a lot of sisters did. And um, I had monthly brunches, I had weekly brunches, I had all my traveling and, and all of that came to a halt. I, I've been talking to a lot of girls and the, the kind of consensus is that it's somewhere between like 30 and 50k that most of us have lost in gigs oh, alone. Wow. Yeah. So it's been crazy. And you didn't get any checks from Mitch McConnell for it? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, that was hush money. That wasn't, uh, no. Oh, uh, Lady Yeah, Lady, Lady, from Lady G. Lady G. Lady G. Not to be confused with Lady Gaga. Absolutely, yeah. She did every now and then, but, um, we, no, those are mostly for the circuit queens, not the drag queens that got the, got the checks from Lady G. True. Well, you know, after, after COVID's done, when we get back in a fighting shape, then, you know. We'll be, we'll be his type again. Um, <laughs> now, we, of course, are not making any assumptions, but we are talking about Lindsey Graham. So, <clears throat> we teased it during your introduction, but Viva Olia was born during the time of Miss Rona. So, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk with the Aaliyah Martinez about the start of this amazing project. I can't wait to meet her. Eh, trash. (laughs) Garbo. Garbo. She's kind of garbo. (laughs) Now, as we slowly came to the realization that lockdown wasn't going to be a two-week work-from-home experience and started to learn a little bit more about how COVID-19 spread... Many people, especially those who were in the performing arts, had to make pivots to online venues in order to continue doing what they love on a regular basis. Now, Aaliyah, during quarantine, you launched a regular virtual show entitled Viva Aaliyah. What motivated you to put it together? I needed something creative. I think we all need that. Mm. And a, a lot of people are putting it into sewing and rhinestoning and I'm doing all of that but Viva Aliyah needed to happen because I need to talk to people and Mm -hmm. outside of that I wanted another venue for queer people um, across the entire spectrum to be able to speak our stories in our way and that's kind of like the motto behind Viva Aliyah which is like us telling our stories and nobody else telling us we can't and so Mm -hmm. say whatever the hell you want to and there will be no judgment and there will be nothing stopping you. 
Mm. Now, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Viva Alia, could you share with them what to expect from your show? We've had everybody from Jimmy James, uh, Miss Fashionista herself, to Maya Douglas, who's legendary Mm -hmm. Continental and US of A title holders. Uh, I just got done doing an interview with Sherry Vine. We've got a lot of new people coming up for Mm -hmm. season three. We're in our third season. So each each season for us Mm. is 22 episodes. So we have done 44 episodes and are about to jump into 45. Uh, But they're hour-long episodes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter now. um, Mm -hmm. And we are going to jump into podcasting you've you two have inspired me Ooh, not us inspiring the girl inspirational (laughs) i mean i mean admittedly uh naomi smalls was inspired by manila luzon look what happened Ladies and gentlemen, the new host of Drag Nabbit. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen. William Martinez. Here here with the blue shell. It is none other (laughs) than Miss Aaliyah Martinez. Not the blue shell. Come on, Mario We'll get you. I will say, on your show, you are missing one thing that I have on my show, and that's uh, a cocktail in your hand while you're recording. Unless I'm missing something. Well, oh well, I I currently have a vodka enema right now. Ah. So. Oh yeah, you don't you don't enema them. She chose the anal option. Uh, <laughs> I, I inject it right under the tongue, so you can't see <laughs> the mark. Mm. She's a filler queen. <laughs> filler queen, girl. That's the true filler queen. Sorry, nope, Joey. I, I wear my wig, girl. Oh. <gasps> well, you heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. So. <clears throat> I love this. So putting together a digital show as people who put together a regular podcast and have to work in a digital environment. There's a lot we've had to learn along the way and (laughs) plenty of mistakes um, and things that we've learned. What's what's something about putting on a digital show for you that like surprised you when you learned about putting together your show? There are a couple of things that surprised me. Surprise watching other people. How many people don't clean their living rooms? Um, that's, that's a big, a big thing when I'm watching other people's digital shows. Um, sure. but honestly, the, the backend work that has to go into it, I mean, having intros, making sure that you have mm-hmm. graphics for everything. Um, I put a list of questions together for each episode that are catered individually to each person that comes on my show. And so mm-hmm. I, the research that I have to do sometimes, if, especially if they're an older entertainer that I've only seen perform and haven't necessarily been along their career. Right. That's, that's been a lot of work on the back end. And then when somebody cancels, like, girls, Oof. please stop canceling at the very last minute if you're listening. Let us know, like, 48 hours in advance at least. <laughs> because yeah. it's hard. You, you have to mm-hmm. come up with an entire show concept in 10 minutes sometimes because they're like, oh... You know, I, my nail wouldn't go on straight. And so I can't be on your show today. It makes Mm. me so sick. Um, Right. Yeah. And where's you going, mama? We're all stuck in the house. Right. Where where are you going? I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, unless you're in Texas, now you can just roam. Gallant, really. Girl, if you're gay, I mean, COVID never really applied to the gays. They were just like. That's true. Oh, we can still go out to Hell's Kitchen and not wear our masks and then take selfies. Love it. Live it. Well, as long. It's okay to go to Tulum. As long as we fuck doggy. Uh, <laughs> it's okay to go to Tulum. It's okay to go to PV. Coronavirus does not happen there. She don't go there. Yeah, she yeah, don't go she there. Really, go here. And, it, and if it does, I mean, you know, they're white. 
points and they're in a POC country. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm just living my life. Mm. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> Flipping the coin a little bit and actually caring I like to, about I like it flip-flopping. So go ahead. Oh, well, you know, as a, as a woman of Christ, I don't flip-flop. So <laughs> what advice would you give to other drag artists or entertainers who are considering going into this virtual space? Find something that's unique to you. The, the copy cats and the, and taking somebody else's concept and trying to run with it is not going to yeah. bring you any joy. And it's not going to make anybody else want to watch you. There's already something else there. So if you, ha- you want to do a talk show, find a talk show that's unique to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Make it about uh, underwater basket weaving or bread baking uh, mm-hmm. while you're also doing vodka enemas. Uh, that's great. We want to hear about it, but I don't want to see something else that somebody else has already done. And I think that's, that's what happened with actual performance drag shows during COVID. We all got tired mm. of seeing somebody literally drink every bottle in their house while they were this close to the camera and you could see up their nose. Um, and their makeup was dusty and lashes were falling off. Um, Ooh, wow. <laughs> And if you would were, like to name names, um, and they were <laughs> like, we here at Drag Navit are here for bullying, and they were wearing their H and M garments. Um, <gasps> then that's you, but we we're tired of seeing those. Um, it, but it's hard. We we all want we all want to perform. We all want to do something, but we need to be original when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. advice to the world and world peace. We all need world peace. <laughs> the most pageant of women, <laughs> right? for judges for your consideration we love it yeah for your viewing pleasure as they usually as they usually say my name in pageants alina martinez (laughs) alina i can't not because you have a slightly ethnic name or if you're ariane de cardeza hey girl she'll just say a vision because she's too drunk she's too drunk too drunk to remember to ariane de cardeza a fucking legend icon vision she's too drunk to remember who's on stage or to see who's on stage so i mean it is because of her that i learned that baltimore is the charm city so (laughs) <laughs> the gem state. We love the gem state. And as so she always says, don't bring me anything clear and don't bring me anything warm. <laughs> she wants brown, brown cold liquor girls. Bring it to her. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so when and thinking about like, you know, we were just brought up Ariane. Um, you know, she's someone who is like a pillar within the community and a big support. And I mean, I'm just a support to you, a support to pageantry, a support just in the drag scene in general. Um, and putting together a show as other people who also put together a show on a regular basis, we know it's a lot of work. Um, and in being a person who has watched your show several times, like, there's a lot of production that goes into what you do. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think of it as a content creator myself, like that's a lot of work to do. And my question for you, if, if you could share with the audience is like, who's in your corner? Like who, who helps you to do this work? Well, audience, um, I'd love to share that with you. No, I have a, I have a producer, Dominic Moda. He's been such an amazing support. He, Uh, I think both of you have actually sang with him in my talent and Mm -hmm. uh, he did a lot. Episode one, if you go back to season one, episode one of Viva Aaliyah, first of all, what the fuck was I wearing? Oh girl, uh, it's a journey. Oh, the one from Friday? 
Uh, from Saturday last week, what was it? Uh, the one you'll never be on. What? Yeah. So actually, actually, wait. While we're asking questions, here's a question I have. So okay, we're gonna get back to who's in your corner, and you mm-hmm. can list all of the wonderful people in there. But um, <laughs> Aliyah, how come here I am being like, you know what? Let's host mm-hmm. Miss uh, your pageant in 2020 in April. Let's host yeah. it at my place of employment. Let's do all these things together. How come you never let me borrow anything? It's your white woman attitude. <laughs> there it is. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Great, she's got it. Already so back had, to Carlos's question. She's already had her vaccine and the rest of us can't get it. She's a white woman attitude. <laughs> no, it's her pre-existing I, condition. Portia yeah. is signed up, mind you. This, this is the official. <laughs> I, I, I was going to wait until another uh, question. But um, mm. or another break. But I, uh, this is your official invite, Dragnabbit. Come on and let's Ooh. chat on Viva Aaliyah. Yes. Oh. The girl. The so girl. you'll have more people will in your be corner. taking it. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> exactly. So I'll, <laughs> so I'll have uh, two very beautiful women, white women. Oh, yeah, chatting <laughs> with me on the show. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so let me know. I'll let you know. I'll have my people call your people and we'll set it up. AKA I'll text you after this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, okay. So people in my corner, hopefully I've regained your trust and, and mm. your, your love. <laughs> and now we, we were not in your corner until this <laughs> right. time. Thank you. No. really weren't. <clears throat> Honestly, the two of you have bounced so many ideas off of and, and both of you have offered to help me. So um, you're definitely on my short list of people because one thing COVID has actually taught us is who is actually in our corner and who is not girl she has defined what is essential that is the way the truth and the light there uh jesus mary and joseph came themselves and said that to me um but taj mustetson and molten decadence are two of my other big supporters former miss gay united states as well i handed down the big bucket crown to tajma and molten was miss Mm. gay united states at large uh and served on on the royalty commission with me uh, in 2018 so it's it's been very very interesting to see who is there for you and who is not there for you mm. what about your husband <laughs> oh i mean that goes without saying he's, <laughs> he's here sick. he's here too he in spirit s- he is sick of me being in the part no i'm just kidding no he he actually sets up most everything for me and with me and tells me uh, how horrible the episode was if it was no I'm just kidding he he gives me kind of like the the advice and and the things that I need as somebody who gets to see it firsthand mm-hmm. and um the uh, some of the other things you asked earlier what are some of the most surprising things the lighting you have to invest in to Ooh. do a show like Ooh, this girl. girl I started on like a regular one of those little camera nope. ring lights no. then mm-hmm. I got a real ring light now I've got studio lighting studio lighting and, yeah and microphones and we we had to buy a professional camera and it's just like when you're into it you have to be into it otherwise yeah yeah it's an investment you're not it right and it's so much it's just so much to think about like in addition to also putting on your makeup and hosting the show yeah and <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a girl who loves to take my time so i'm like four hours mm. before the show i'm like i'll be in the bathroom getting ready and Becoming a beautiful girl. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, evening time host version of Kamora Hall. So, 
She wants to feel that fantasy. Now, now, Aaliyah, I'm I'm curious. So you've been you've been in the game for a while. You are seasoned. You have the credentials. And I'm curious from your perspective. What do you think the world of drag artistry and you know also pageantry? What will it look like in a post-COVID quote-unquote environment? Um, I'm actually really glad you asked that because I wanted to talk a lot about. Thank you, Portia well, wrote it. Well, um, <laughs> as the script supervisor, as the, yes. <laughs> the overall supervisor, really. It's true. The, Listen, Syzygy is tech savvy, <laughs> so we could not do the technical aspects without her. Oh, I know. Everyone plays a part. But uh, supervisory roles we leave to miscontrol. It's in her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no, pageantry has been really crazy, and it's, um, it's been shut down. 100% mm-hmm. shut down. And pageants aren't talking about coming back until 2022. <laughs> And that has a it has a ripple effect. Uh, I, I'm actually planning on competing this year at National Entertainer of the Year, which is another national title, another national mm-hmm. system. And uh, they're planning on July 2021 as of right now. And mm. we don't they're they're not selling tickets until the end of June to make sure that they're still having the pageant. So wow. Um, but the what. What the trickle down effect is, is like the jewelers that supply the crowns, the jewelers mm-hmm. that supply the jewelry to the contestants, the people who are sewing mm-hmm. the garment, the the girls who make my nails. I mean, thankfully, I've been able to support some of them because of Viva Aaliyah, because I have to have that's the other thing you have to have prepare for is a freaking new look every time you come on screen. Otherwise, somebody's mm-hmm. going to be like, she wore that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl. It's, it's always the girls who have never done drag that love to talk. Who've never put on a fucking lash in their life. The biggest drag critiques come from the girls who have not even stepped in a pair of heels. Oh, are you talking you about, you're talking about T-Rex? Uh, uh, which, she, which, wow. Which T-Rex? Calling out girls. Uh, the for, former one from Chicago who wanted uh, girls to be in new outfits every single week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. We are. Um, we mm, are okay. definitely talking about them, but th- mm. there are so many of them, and <laughs> and New York has its own crew of uh, Rexes that mm. need to just maybe they should create their own. They should go extinct. Little T-shirt line, um, uh. and then burn themselves in it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, post COVID, you asked what what is pageantry mm-hmm. going to be like post COVID? I honestly am kind of scared for pageantry. Uh, it's something that's been ingrained in our in our drag world for so long, and I don't know what it's going to look like. I know there have been some pageants that I may have been a former in that did not take the high road and took a very low road, and have already had competitions. And I will wow. be the I will be the first one to say I went, and the second I got back, I was like, I fucked up. I was mm. not doing what I needed to do, but um, mm. but I think that was a a money-making scheme rather than a, a continuing pageantry and keeping it alive scheme. So um, if you hear that, that's my thoughts on it. But I, I, yeah. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot to come back. And 2022 is going to be the year that we hopefully are able to regain some traction. Yeah. And I hope that that's the case. I mean, I think it's, it's tough. And you point out that it's such a interconnected business, right? Like, and, and it is, it is a business, right? Like, totally. Yes, there's, 
you know, there's the craft and there's there's the artistry, which I think is valid and important. And it's support it's an entire ecosystem of support and it's an economy that is now gone and temporarily lost because of this. And I think one of the things that's been really challenging about this time of pandemic is that it's it's forced us all to make some really impossible choices when it comes to, you know, your mental health and your physical health and your economic health um, that, you know, I think are just effects of our society. And, you know, this isn't going to become a political podcast, but, you know, the capitalist system that we live under. And so, yeah, it's I'm curious to see what the world will look like post post covid in the pageant world yeah and but i'm excited to see what it might look like and i'm looking forward to seeing those those pageants come back and we know they will when girls were spending like 30k on their packages plus um that's drag race money that's an entire season of looks oh honey if i if i went on drag race that's a luxury car that would be like maybe a third Girl. No, it's pageantry is expensive. I mean, I know girls who have yeah. spent almost a hundred k on their package, and you think you think about your winnings, and you win like five thousand dollars, and then get to tour the nation. So it's it is a business, but it's a business where the queens lose money and the pageant owners make money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they're Ooh. also the they're also the girl. I mean, I mean, hey, so we're gonna have to think about cutting our packages and figuring out how to t- take those corners. And we were talking about. Um, I made mention of people who were like, Aliyah needs to wear something new on the episode, on every episode. But there are girls out there, I've seen this, and don't be this one. I just want to say this. Don't be this one, especially in COVID, who are posting that uh, they better not see girls in the same outfits when we come back from COVID or the same hair. People don't have money and people don't have jobs, y'all. And not everybody yep. has a basement full of fabric because they're hoarders from their Walmart fabric section. And, and just because you make one of those glitter dot tasseled costumes does not make oh. you a seamstress, dear. So don't read oh. other people when your costume may also be red. Touch the garment, darling. Touch the garment. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it fashion? Is she but fashion? Is it fashion? <laughs> does she have a zipper even, or are you just pulling her on like a stocking? Because oh. <laughs> my garments are made for my body, honey. Speaking of making things, <laughs> I would love to know, Aaliyah, I know you've got your weekly show, and it sounds like you've got some other things that you've got up your sleeve, as it were. Uh, what What's coming up for you in terms of upcoming projects? We want to take Be But Leah live at some point. Obviously, that's not going to be for a while because we want to get through the pandemic. But Wait, I, would, I thought it was live. We, uh, to a live studio audience. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, in person, talk mm. to me, laugh with me, clap with me, honey. Mm. We, we want the Jenny Jones aspect of it. We want the Ricky Lake, wow. the Sally Jesse <laughs> Raphael. Raphael, honey. Yes, I wanna, I'm going to wear the big glasses and the short red bob. Um, oh. Do not come for my gig. <laughs> Do not. Well, <laughs> honey, I, I know... We'll get you another wig. Don't worry. Uh, uh. <laughs> Last week I was talking about her one wig, and this week you were talking about her one wig. So, what is the truth, Oprah? Not gift. Let me be the first to say <laughs> that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can have a bunch of different wigs, but if you don't got style, you don't got style. Yeah. And Facts. Forever Twenty One has done a wonder for you, dear. 
Girl, oh. let me let me say another thing about RuPaul and this H and M and all of these all of these little these little fans on Facebook asking about where are the new outfits, where is the new hair. Here's the thing: half of the shit that I've worn on camera has been from H and M, Forever Twenty One, or shit like that. Or ninety nine percent of it is all secondhand. So at the end of the day. Um, I look great. So anyway, uh, about um, girl, I'm not mad at you. To, to yeah, why are you mad at me? You and Portia are talking about my wig. I didn't say I was <laughs> mad. I just made a statement. Oh, here we go. But, but I will support your statement <laughs> by saying when I do uh, what I wear on the sh- on my show, Viva Aaliyah, is not what I wear on stage. So when I'm interviewing mm. somebody, I am wearing probably an H and M dress, RuPaul, or a Forever Twenty One getup, or something that I bought off of bigdragqueens.com or something like that. So, because uh, that COVID weight is also a real thing. Oh, girl. Period. <clears throat> so, now, what's on, so what's on the horizon for me? Sorry, you asked yeah. me that. And we yeah. and then we yeah. went on a tangent. Um, I I do want to go get in front of a live studio audience with Viva mm-hmm. Leah. I'm also walk, wor- walking on. I'm working on another project that is uh, LGBTQ plus inclusive and not uh, I think we focused a lot on the gay and lesbian aspect of the queer community. Mm-hmm. We don't hard. talk. We don't talk to enough trans people. We don't talk to enough non-binary people. We're leaving out intersex people. We're not, and we we're not talking yeah. about things that affect them, like sex and um, how they mm-hmm. deal with their life as a trans person or an intersex person. And so, I'm working on a right. project that brings. LGBTQ plus people together, and we're able to talk about that in a community setting. Um, we're still talking about that concept and how we actually are able to do that. So it's not everybody talking over each other on a Zoom call or mm-hmm. StreamYard or whatever platform we use. But um, I've, I have interest and I have people in the work for that. And I can't wait to roll that out and make sure that we're educating people on what they need to be educated on. Learning the children. Yeah. We love to see you. Part of our tenets. Now, now we are we are coming up on time. But before we go, you know, Portia and I would be we would be remiss if remiss, we did not truly. ask you the important questions. How are you feeling about this season of Drag Race? <laughs> I have a uh I have a couple friends on there. Mm-hmm. Um and that's how I feel about it. Oh no! I I think it's it's a season. Uh, there yes. are highs and lows, mm-hmm. and it's not the better of the U.S. seasons. <gasps> oh, there it is. Um, oh. but I I I really loving UK, mm. and and I I know uh, Portia and I talked about this before, but I loved Drag Race Holland. It was. I loved it too. It was. It holds a special place in my heart. They they slay. Their looks are amazing. I yeah. I think it's great. Envy Peru is the moment. Uh, period. Also, actually, most of those girls are the moment. Yeah. But. Mm. But no, thirteen thirteen is a good season. It's just not the best season, in my opinion. Who do you think's going all the way? Who do I think is going all the way? I would love to see trans representation for trans women on the show, but I am very proud that uh, Got Mick is willing to tell their story, and I would love to see 
they have good concept. They're mm-hmm. at least kind of funny. They have Ooh. good acting skills. Um, and serviceable. Yeah, serviceable acting skills. Um, I think that Gottmik is going to do great on Snatch Game. And I think that, that Gottmik could win. Oh, yeah. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I would not be mad. Also, he's a he's a very attractive man too. So I think he's very right? cute. Very cute. The trade of the season. Y'all wanted the trade. So I know that they all yes. said it was going to be Rose, and I was like, "Yeah, her edited pictures look amazing." Oh, now then you get all right. Movie, let's actually, you know, before we before we cut to break, I want to say. Um, I do not stand by all of this Rosé shaming, this Rosé bullying. First of all, I think Rosé is a very talented individual. And Agreed. She, mm-hmm. she has great concept, and she is doing way better than Tina Burner is. Um, oh, uh, oh, Portia's period. favorite? <laughs> the bar's on the floor, though. Yeah, sure. The thing, the thing is, is there's been so many interviews from like the New York gays who are like, but I'm heartbroken. Tina Burner is so good in New York City. And they're right. She's amazing. We've been to her brunch before. She's funny. She yep. she slays. What is she doing on Drag Race, girl? Girl, you auditioned right. for 17 seasons and there's only been 13. Like... Uh- uh, what are you? You finally got on, and you have your moment. What? What? What are you doing? Yeah, it's just it. I tell people all the time, like it's it, it's very different being a good queen in real life versus being a good queen for that show. So, and I think we can definitely see the fruits of that labor with mm. one Miss Tina Burner. But before we go to break, how do the children? Tune into and connect with Viva Alia and with you. You can go to my website, aliamartinezqueen.com. Uh, period. Period. Point blank. Um, you can find Viva Alia on Facebook. There is a there is a professional page for Viva Alia now. Uh, mm. My Twitter is a Martinez Queen uh, because it was too long as Aaliyah Martinez Queen. Uh, it'll probably be easier for people to spell. How you don't know how to spell Aaliyah after she released so many good records is beyond me. After she me. did that. Mm. And um, I'm on Twitch and YouTube. YouTube is very finicky, though. So search Viva Aaliyah and you can find any of my former episodes. And subscribe, 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 please. We, yes. We're releasing additional content to our YouTube channel that will not be on any of the other social media platforms. Ooh. Come on, exclusives. We love to see it. And you know what else we love? Taking a break. So why don't we do that? And we'll wrap this one up. Well, children, we hope that you were learned on today about drag in the time of Corona. Next week, we'll be back on our bullshit with continued coverage of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, where the girls will be faced with the ultimate challenge of Snatch Game. That's right. This one is often heralded as the challenge which separates the girls from the queens Mm. in terms of contestants. And I, for one... Can't wait to see how this turns out. Special things are in order this week once again to our amazing guest, Aliyah Martinez. Please follow her on your socials. Check out her website. Check out her show. Look at all the different ways that you can connect with this woman and put a dollar in her purse. Please and thank you. Aliyah, we can't wait to have you back on the show. 
But for next time, until next time, I'm Portia. And I'm Syzygy. And I'm Aaliyah. And this was Drag Nabbit. <laughs>